Hey, Pat. Hey, Mike. You ready for some high seas swashbuckling adventure? Are you betcha I am. Well, all we got is 1995's Cutthroat Island. Yar. We set sail for Cutthroat Island! More gold, duels, and plunder than you've ever dreamed of. I'm gonna split you open. I really think that from now on we should be partners. 50 50. 60 40. I find myself being fired upon by an entire ship! Give me the map. Give me a kiss first. Come to seek my treasure, have you? Let's finish this. Welcome to Movie Chat with Mike and Pat and Mike. Yeah, we have we have so much. I mean, I just wrote this all down while watching the film. We have desert islands. We have treasure. We have quicksand, spyglasses, cannons, guns, explosions, and man, do we have explosions! There are some explosions. sea turtles, cutlass fencing, swashbuckling, sidekick animals. Uh, treasury on the highs, or excuse me, mutiny on the high seas, mm-hmm. double crossing, hoist the colors. It all sounds like it'd be an amazing pirate adventure. Y- yes, yes, all those elements. It sort of seemed like what could go wrong. It could have been an amazing film <laughs> it could. with all that greatness. <laughs> I mean, look, they nailed it. They got all the pirate themes down. But they just put together a hot mess of <laughs> too much film. <laughs> they wasted film on this on this oh film. My. I mean, it's just I don't I don't know. It's uh, uh man, it is cut. It is 1995's Cutthroat Island. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, to be upfront about it, this this is a notoriously bad film. Yeah, uh, it is infamous for um, the money lost right. in the movie. Yeah, it's uh, definitely con- it's definitely yeah. It's um, and just full disclosure, I don't think either you or I had ever seen the film prior to just now. No, yeah, so no, this was, was our first time. Correct. So I've always heard of the film. Always just in the back of my mind, like okay, there was a pirate film made in the '90s, uh, starring Gina Davis and Matthew Modine, and. Um, I just never knew the the volume of it, but uh, of the of the epic proportions of fealty this film is. Yeah. But um, just to go ahead and start off, we chose this film because Gina Davis was in The Fly. Yeah. And then now she is basically the main protagonist in this film, Cutthroat Island. 
as yeah. Morgan Adams. Mm-hmm. The pirate I, Morgan Adams. I'm kind of surprised that... So we chose this film. No, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm Gina, kind of surprised Gina that, films we could use. that uh, neither of us had seen it before. Right. Um, I was honestly just thinking about it now. Right, because we're no stranger it, to awful films. Yeah, but not just that. <laughs> but, like, you know, when it came out, yeah. um, so, you know, mid-90s, 95, right. 15 or, or so years old. So I was kind of, you know, just watching a movie or going to the movie yeah, is a big time. deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm surprised I'm I just surprised didn't get yeah. around to just I agree. watching this. I agree. I somehow missed this one. Yeah. Um, and I think over time I would have saw it too. And, you know, I like, I like a good high seas adventure. I mean, that's, I mean, any, any kind of action adventure film would seem kind of fun. Right. right. I'm not saying there's a, a ton of pirate genre out there, but I mean, no, not, not even at this time. No. I mean, yeah. It seemed like something I would have gone and saw at one point in time, but now that I'm watching it, I'm not even sure I would have enjoyed it at 14, 15 years old. When yeah, I don't think out. so yeah. either. This was just, it's a very long film. Oh my goodness. And it's a big cast, huge cast, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, it just, uh, it has a lot of exciting uh, elements to it. Uh, a lot of beautiful scenes, uh, a lot of cool, some cool action sequences. Um some entertaining action sequences, but then it got to almost like a Michael Bay-ish way where it was just like huh. explosion, 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 if explosion. If only explosion. it were Michael Bay. <laughs> but I mean, you know how like in Transformers, sometimes it's like too much. You're like, bro, like pull back on the mm-hmm. slow-mo, like, you know, just like yeah. they, w- it just went like to a level of too much, you know? Yeah. And then I think they kind of overcompensated some of the performances with all the, massive action sequences i it's kind of hard to pin down one reason why this movie isn't good well i think you uh, i think you kind of maybe you do maybe you think you can we kind of have to kind of have to start with the beginning right uh, i think the film was kind of doomed from the start if you kind of what read, way? If you read the background on it, right? So this was like a uh, Carol Co production. Um, yeah, Carol Co Studios. Who Carol like, Co. Who? Yeah. Okay. So they were massively successful in the yeah. '80s and late '80s. Carol Co. I mean, it's that's a big that's a big deal. It's a big name. Mario Casar. Big name at this time. Uh, Andrew Vanya. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know they've got came together made this made they've the got studio First Blood. Yeah. Which I think was their first like big film. Big yeah. film. They got first, they've got all three Rambo films. Yeah. They've got Total Recall. Terminator 2. Terminator 2. <laughs> Basic Instinct. Yep. Stargate. These are all they were just big nailing it. budget and big return. Yeah. Film. Huge return. And they were no they were kind of like a they were kind of like a uh kind of unheard of at the time because they were like paying these actors like some ridiculous salaries to uh, be in these films. Yeah. But it, but it paid off, right? Mm-hmm. They were paying like Schwarzenegger Stallone like these salaries that other studios were like kind of scoffed at, but they were killing it. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I, we say this and then also got through in like cliffhanger, which was a big uh, hit too, but the still, yeah. still the company was, was losing money overall, which I guess maybe has a lot to do with what you're saying about overpaying mm-hmm. stars. Yeah. Um, even though it's still, I just feel clearly like, there was some financial mismanagement. Yeah. They, there's gotta be something like yeah, that going on. Yeah. Um, and so this movie 
was supposed to be like a comeback for They're the gonna, studio. It's going to be like know. get him out of the hole. They ended up losing $147 million. <laughs> wait, 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 what again? $147 million. And this is 1995. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, I, so that's, that's a lot of money now. We don't have an, we don't have a, an inflation calculator here, but I'm sure that's quite a bit of money in yeah. 1995. Uh, so uh, that was quite a loss for them. But the thing is, is they were trying to make this film their kind of like the the savior film, right? So mm-hmm. they it was their. It, so yeah, it sounds I like they they, were. they threw caution to win and they took out a lot of uh, debt on this film to to make it happen, betting that this was going to be the big one. And I think MGM was their distributor, so they were using them as a. They're also like telling everybody, all the distributors, like, "Hey, this, like, just, just hang with this. This thing's gonna be epic. It's gonna start rolling in the dough." And um, I think just on that premise alone, kind of made this, kind of started the snowball effect of this being a bad film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get uh, Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan. Yeah, who's had some success Rennie as Harlan a director before? Has, this has got some good movies. Yeah, um, I think Die Hard two. Is actually really underrated, but Die Hard Two is a really good movie. Um, it's the airplane airport movie. Yeah, the airport movie. Yeah. Um, not the uh, th- not the Nakatomi Tower. That would be the first one. Yeah, no, yeah. not not Nakatomi. Um, let's see, uh, Cliffhanger, Long Kiss Goodnight, which I've not seen. But this is but after Long Kiss Goodnight is after this one, right? Uh, I think it was before. Okay. No, it was after. It yeah. was after. It was ninety six, yeah. and then later on, Deeply Sea. Are these great movies? Well, I would say not necessarily, but I like Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea is kind of entertaining. Deep Blue sea, yeah, and I just rewatched it not long ago. After we we talked about Jaws three, I rewatched Deep Blue Sea and Thomas Jane. Uh, and Thomas Jane. Never on Street Four. Cool J. The Dream Master. I don't. Saffron Burrows. That one's. That was not a good the Dream nightmare. Master. Yeah. yeah, it's not a good one. Yeah, I mean, if one. I, I mean, it's following on Dream Warriors, which most people really like Dream Warriors. Um, but the Dream Master is not good, uh, though. It's not as bad as what the fifth one with mm-hmm. the baby. The dream child. I don't know. No, we're talking about Nightmare the, on Elm Street here. The golden child. Not the golden. That's child. a Eddie Murphy movie. I believe. Yeah. Charles Dance, Eddie Murphy. Yes. <laughs> But anyway, but so he's had Davis, though. Yeah, yeah. bring bring up the interesting part about this. How is she how was she cast, Michael? Well, uh, they were married. She and Renny Harlan were married. (laughs) This this sounds familiar. So she got the part because she because the relationship to somebody who was already attached to the film. Uh, That seems to be the case. Okay, so I'm just I'm just going to throw this out here. But we just did the fly. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, didn't they cast her because she was already in a relationship with Jeff Goldblum? Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, and I just kind of picked this out of a random hat. I didn't say like, "Hey, let's do it because of this. Let's do this film." I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Cutthroat Island. Let's watch it. And so after doing the research, I was like, "Oh my god, she got she was cast because yeah, they were married and they wanted to like she'd already been in some comedies and had some success in comedies and they wanted to give her more of an action adventure mm-hmm. like get her." Chops at acting action event adventure roles. Why should have not done it? Why <laughs> should have stuck to the comedy roles? I, uh, be upfront about it. she is not good in this movie. Yeah, so she is not good in this. But I don't, I don't know if it's her or if it's a script or the writing uh, or or what. But she's but very. She comes off very flat. She has no flat, no yeah. energy. 
and it's almost and I read some backstory too. So like she plays so she plays Morgan Adams, the main protagonist, and mm-hmm. she's like the I don't know, like a famed pirate, I guess. I mean, I really don't really well, know. It's, yeah, she's the daughter of a famous, a famous, famous pirate. pirate yeah. And then she takes over, over the him. reins. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she takes the name, I guess, Morgan Adams. Um, but then there's like another character in there who played by Matthew Modine, who's kind of like the secondary like main character, but he's kind of in and out of the film a lot. Um, but the backstory is, is that Michael Douglas was originally attached to the film as this William Shaw character, that Matthew Modine, you might yeah. know him from like Married to the Mob or Full Metal Jacket or Stranger uh, Things. Stranger Things. Well, strange. Yeah, I was throwing that like prior to this film, but yeah, Stranger Things now. Um, Bye Bye Love, which was also came out in '95, which I actually find an entertaining kind of comedy. Um, he uh, Michael Douglas was originally attached to it, and he was like, "Look, I'll do the film, but you got to we got to start filming now because he had like a short window where he could start doing it." And then also, he was like, "I wanted just as many scenes as Gina Davis," and uh, they were like, "Nah." I guess they were like, "Nah, let's give it to Gina Davis." So he dropped out, and so they did what they did like this massive cat. They were trying to cast so many people. They're trying to get all these actors. They offered like a ton of people, and they finally just settled on Matthew Modine, which I always kind of feel like. They settled on Matthew because <laughs> <laughs> he. I mean, I was telling. I mean, I know you. While we were talking throughout the film, he reminded me to our audience. He reminded me of like a poor man's like uh, Carrie Elway's um, Captain Dread Roberts from Princess's Bride. But you said yourself you're not a fan of Princess's Bride. But of those who are Princess's Bride fans, Princess Bride. Yeah, excuse me, Princess Bride fans. You would uh, know the Carrie well, Elway's. Everybody character. knows who Carrie Elway is. Yeah. But not everybody knows that that film. I mean, Princess Bride. Yeah, mm, I feel like they're for our age group. They know what the Princess Bride is. I don't know. Well, you kind of scoffed at the film when I told you about it. Yeah, so. but I know what it is, yeah. and did I've you, seen it. But did you know that character very well? Yeah, I've seen, seen the movie. I don't know. I think we just came to a disagreement because you're like, nah, he's more like a poor man's Jeff Bridges. I was like, what? <laughs> Where did you get that from? Because he looks like Jeff Bridges. No, nah, I don't. I disagree. I think he looks more like Carrie Elway's in this film. Mm. Carrie Elway's from Princess Bride. Okay. Yeah. So right. Where where Jeff Bridges, like what film would you say he looks like? You're talking about Big Lebowski when he's like 250 running no, around, like, running around with a beard playing the dude? Tron, King Kong. Don't see it. Okay, maybe King, Life maybe King Kong, but Starman. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I think he was more obviously he, Jeff Bridges is, is older than Matthew Modi. Yeah. So I think Carrie Elway's is in the same role. Okay, um, but anyways, Porch, anyways, they settled on him because he apparently had some fencing experience, which was pivotal to this <laughs> to the character development. He has one sword fight scene, right? Yeah, you know, I feel like this movie was just like one long sword fight scene. Like I just felt. Oh like, no, I wish it were one long sword. Fight scene. <laughs> I feel like that would make sense, or or at least be more entertaining. Really, what this movie is one long thing of is uh, random, random lines and dialogue that go nowhere. That go nowhere, yeah. and and sometimes is said by are said by characters that are to nobody but themselves. Right, Frank Langella does it. Well, yeah, let's, a lot. Let's, let's roll off the cast because we're dropping names now. So yeah, so you said Frank Langella. Frank Langella. He plays kind of the main. Pr- antagonist yeah dog brown dog brown yeah and so the plot kind of but not like dog like dog but 
dog with a D A W G. You think so? No, that's what it was written. Oh, was it? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know. I missed that completely. Uh, so yeah, Dog Brown is Frank Langella. Stan Shaw plays like one of her crew members. I can't remember his name. Mister Blueglass. I can't. It was weird. What? I can't. Oh. Um, yeah. What was his name? Uh, then we have like Governor Ainsley, played by Patrick Malahide. See, yeah. these are names that nobody's gonna. Yeah, no know. one's gonna know. It's just yeah, but the main characters you got Frank. Langella. Yeah, there's three. There's three mains. Yeah, yeah. There's Gina Davis, Matthew Modine, Frank Langella. Those are the only ones you really need to know. Harris Yulin played her dad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> he was in it for five minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you're right. But it's a huge cast. No, well, there's a lot of people. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a huge cast. Okay, I know that sounds, you know, contradictory, but I yeah, don't know. I mean, there's three, there's three, and the this movie is completely trying to showcase Gina Davis. Exactly, like back to the story, yeah, they're, they're trying to make her like an action adventure person, and she comes off, like you said, incredibly flat. Yeah, she makes no attempt to be. I mean, it's like she's. So when like Douglas got out and they hired Modine, I think she was even like kind of like going through the motions. She didn't seem like she was really into the film. She wasn't. I mean, I don't know if it's her acting or what. Oh, are you talking about like what she actually saw on screen? Yeah, yeah. Like I felt like her character. She was well, just because she was just kind of reading lines almost. It was just like I mean, and a few times she would she would go into that like pirate speak, like yeah. Mister So and what say ye and all that. But the other times she was just like, you sound like she was just from upper upper Connecticut or Massachusetts, or wherever she's from. You're like, oh, you're like, yeah. Oh. And that's going into the the weird thing. We had a pretty long discussion actually with our wives about accents and people actors choosing not to use an accent right. in a film when yeah. probably sh- that needs. Yeah, an this accent. is a period piece taken taking place. I mean, they give you a they give you a year right off the bat, like Jamaica, 1668. So yeah, port, it opens up like in I think Port Royal, Jamaica. Yeah, in 1668. So you think you're going to hear some kind of accents, and yeah. we do. We hear a broad array of accents from everyone, and a lot of them are just like you and me talking right now, like Mike. Hoist the colors. We need to chase after a black dog and his crew because they will find the treasure before ye. Well, I think most of the um, background cast, side characters, they do use accents or they are British. Mm-hmm. Except for, um, oh gosh, what's his name? The guy we couldn't think of. Stan Shaw. Stan Shaw is using an accent that I'm, I, I can't quite yeah. place. I don't know if he's supposed to be, you know, some sort of African accent or something anyway um but our three main characters they don't or at least matthew modine actually sounded like he was trying to do an accent sometime he went in and out and langella i think tried to do a little bit of an accent but then he just quit yeah and jay davis didn't even try she didn't try she was just she was just yeah and yeah you're right they tried to so they tried to make her like the centerpiece of the film i'm sorry no, okay, I was just say that they tried to make her the centerpiece of the film. Yeah, it just, it just, it didn't work. It, it was very, I don't know. It was just, I, I couldn't get behind her character. I didn't see anything that was redeeming about her character. There's nothing exciting about her character. No. Um, I think a few times throughout the film, they tried to 
which is a very, I think anything for anything piratey, like there's a lot of mutiny, a lot of like double crossing. There's some times where it, there appeared to be double crossing between some of the characters, especially between her and Modine, but it was just so like, I don't know. It just seems so not serious. It was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, they're gonna be friends again next in the next scene. And sure enough, they were, you know, they're like, and then, you know, they're at one point, like solidifying their partnership while they're hanging on a rope <laughs> on the side of a cliff. It was, oh, this is a perfect time to do it. You know, let's uh, let's talk about 50-50. Like, yeah, we could die at any moment. But, like, yeah. let's be partners, you know. But well, you know what? We know they're the protagonists. They're not going to die off this cliff. Yeah. When we were watching it, Carmen, my wife, came in, and she, she said that she had seen the movie before. And then uh, she makes a comment about not liking Gina Davis as an actress. And then that actually got me thinking about what? what have I seen Gina Davis in where she was herself was good. She's been in good movies. I mean, right. we, we watched the fly, mm-hmm. uh, Beetlejuice is a good yeah, movie. A league of their own is a good yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but and she's in Fletch actually too, but a very, very, very minimal side character. But anyway, these are good movies, but is she herself good in these movies? Yeah, I don't know the, but they, this is the first, yeah, I, I don't know. I think all the other films you na- mentioned, she's more of a supporting cast member. Yeah. And the, the other ensemble of the cast made the, sh- the film really good or the writing makes it really good. Like I thought the fly, the writing made that film really good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you're right here in this film. The writing is horrible. People yeah, are just, the, the writing people are just saying things that wouldn't make sense in 1668, nor would it make sense on a film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely, but you're absolutely right. There's parts in any film. I think you're alluding to, there's parts where like, there was parts where Frank Langella's character, Brown Dog, Dog Brown, Brown, Dog Brown, he's just like talking to himself while his ship's getting like destroyed, and he's like, "I," it's almost like, "I love the, sna- the smell of napalm in the air," you know, while they're <laughs> fighting, you know, and that's not what he said, but he's saying things like, "I love this," and this is this, this is amazing, and I'm having a blast, and I'm gonna get you, and uh, oh. She's trying to board my ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks for yeah, the. He's giving commentary. Yeah, thanks for going the, along. Thanks for the. Thanks for the play-by-play there. <laughs> you think he'd be in the middle of the fight or doing something? Instead, he's just like you know, giving his commentary of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, there's parts where he's sniveling and he does sound like he has an accent, and then mm-hmm. there's other times where he's not. And then his character was, I think, so confusing too because it's like at one point. Like what is, I mean, at one point in the beginning, at the beginning, beginning of the film, he's like basically murdering all his brothers to get. So the, the plot is after like 400 scenes, like we had to go through like 13 scenes before we finally figured out what the plot is. Yeah. Um, but basically it's like Morgan. So Gina Davis's character, Morgan Adams, his father's father was like this great pirate. He, he plundered some great pirate treasure. And he buried it somewhere like on Cutthroat Island, Cutthroat Island right. which is not on anybody's map. But he has a map that's three pieces, even though there was four brothers. Um, and he split them among the three brothers. And I guess the fourth brother, which is which is Dog Brown. Dog Brown. Yeah. Dog Brown. Yeah. When Yo, they bro. said when they said the name earlier, I was like, Doc Brown? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no, it's Dog Brown. Bro. Dog Brown. And he's very, he's very tall. And he's in all black all the time. Yeah. And he's... 
kind of grumpy and angry. And but not Brown, though. No, 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 no Brown whatsoever. But his brother is Harry Black. That's right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Which yeah, I thought, yeah. you know, he would be better if he was like Dog Black or something. But you know, Black Dog. Black Dog, yeah. yeah. But um, so the story is that he's trying to get his hands on all three pieces so he can find Cutthroat Island for himself and then just be, you know, I guess, sell, sell off, sell the high seas as a rich man forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. Uh, but then at one point he wants to be the governor of J Port Royal, and in another part, while his treasure that he's already captured is basically sinking, he's more like destined to murder off his niece than saving his treasure that he just painstakingly went through to rob. So I'm just like, what? I'm like, what? I, I actually think the most confusing part Which of his is it, motivation dude? was when he was wanting, was suddenly wanting to be governor of. That part of Jamaica? I think it was like all of Jamaica, actually. Yeah, he says like I'm gonna be governor of Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. And and at no point up to that up to then, and so that's this happens towards the last the, what you think, like the last towards, three quarters of the movie. Towards what you think would be the end, but no, we got twenty five more minutes of the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> This movie, this movie is listed at two hours, it is, but that feels it a, longer. It was, it was a marathon. <laughs> it, it certainly was. Because at part, because like what you're saying, at parts where you thought the end was coming, you're like, whoa. Because we had to pause it. Yeah. And we're like, well, we got 25 more minutes of this. <laughs> <laughs> Please let it stop. Let it stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just, he, he's, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. His, his motivations change. And even her motivations, it's just, just like, um, it's, this film's continuity is kind of different too. There's like it's just like people's motivations kind of changed and yeah, and the continuity is kind of off. And so yeah, so there's three brothers. He's so he's trying to hunt her down to get her piece because so dad died. So you, the opening scene is like basically her, she's got a she's like racing to go catch catch up with her father's to her father's ship and he's been overtaken by Dog Brown. Dog Brown. Dog Brown. And he's got like the... His brother. Like, yeah, and he's like, hey, I got this one piece of the thing I had to extract from our brother. And it's got a little bit of blood on it. He was unwillingness, which I don't know why he didn't get his piece. I mean, I don't know. why. why? Well, because he's clearly not trustworthy. Yeah, clearly I not. Mean, I mean, I'm guessing that he is just the bad seed of the group. Yeah, and so... Even they're all pirates. And mm -hmm. so he's like, hey, Black Harry, I need you to give me your side of the treasure, your treasure map. And he's like, I don't have it. Maybe they were actually four pieces. Maybe, I don't know. Nah, I don't know. But so he's like, hey, he's like, I need you to give me your side of the map. And mm -hmm. Harry Black, who's played by Harris Eulen. Yeah. Ghostbusters 2 fame. Yeah. Um, he's he's like, I don't have it. And he's like, well, I'm just going to have to murder you because you don't have it. And um, I guess I just will have to go without it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because clearly I'm just going to murder you because that's going to get me what I need, which is the other half of the map. Um, so he does it, which I mean, to me in situation, like you keep him alive until you find out what a map is, right? You wouldn't just let him die, mm -hmm. but instead he's going to go ahead and tie his leg up to an anchor and check him overboard. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he, so yeah. So Harry or not black, black Harry, Harry, black Harry, who's sorry. Morgan Adams, dad. Yeah. He decides he's going to just drown himself. So, he, so dog can't get the map. Right. Um, then at while this is happening, Morgan is racing rowboat in her way over. Yeah, she's because yeah. it opens up in the movie scene where she's like racing on a horse and she's racing like. What opens up actually? She is just been with a, some guy. Some guy. Yeah, it was like a honeypot scheme or something. Yeah, like that. I don't yeah. know. And uh, yeah, yeah, then she jumps on a horse with every, with other people. And 
Right. And they're yeah. like, uh, there's people outside like Morgan Adams, we got you surrounded. But somehow she just now like she escapes. She always escapes. Yeah, she yeah. escapes and she says some lewd thing about like having his bullets. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, and then um, because yeah, this guy's like, I knew all along that you were Morgan Adams because I guess he was just she just like had a, like a little tryst with him and she caught he caught her at the moment. It's time I was just like, well, I knew that you knew that you knew that you knew. You're <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And so they're but it's still like he's got a gun aimed at her and she's like, I will have your bullets. And then she runs off with her monkey. She literally has a monkey. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a euphemism. No, it's... no, she has an actual monkey. Yeah, um, who apparently just shows up when it's. Oh wait, we have a monkey in this film. Wait, wait. Yeah, put it oh, back. I'm sorry, we forgot about this monkey. <laughs> yeah. uh, because that's the pirate thing to do, right? Yeah, I'm all... pretty sure, and also it's pretty sure it's the same monkey that's in all these '90s films. Yeah, Marcel from the Friends. Yeah, it's not the name of the monkey in real life, but yeah. No, I don't know what the monkey's uh, real name is. I don't know either. It's not Typhoon the Baboon or something or. So it's not Typhoon the Baboon. Well, it's not a baboon. Yeah. It's like a little. It's a monkey. It's a little monkey. It's like, like the, the one that the one that would poop on your shoulder. Yeah. 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 Well, anyways, it jumps on her shoulder and she like somehow evades all the guys surrounding the uh, castle. And then now you just see like the opening credits is like the music and she's just racing across uh, beach beaches and land and sandbars on a horse. And this one guy is just like pushing a robot. I mean, this one dude, I don't even know who he is. He's just pushing a rowboat into the water. And I mean, he could be part of her dad's crew and she just like leaps off the horse and like tackles him and then like commandeers his little rowboat and then rowboats out till the dark till it becomes dark and then catches up to her dad. Yeah. Yeah. She rescues her dad from the water. Uh, well, he gets, he gets, she gets pulled into the water because he's attached to this anchor. And then she, they they realize that they, that he that she's rescued him, so they go. They, they set off. But don't they shoot him? They do shoot him. Yeah, like at, in the chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, sharp shooting. Yeah, for musket. Yeah, for musket times. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then she does some weird, like superhuman swimming with another person all the way from that ship, which is way out there. Well, you you cut out a really important part, right? There, no, there are no really important parts in yeah, this movie. Yeah, you did. You did one. You brought up the ADR thing, and I was like, this is what I first noticed this. Oh, well, there's a lot of ADR in this yeah, movie. Because she's like, dad, no, or something like, I think she says dad, not even father, or maybe she says father, I don't know. But you clearly see, like, she's dubbed mm -hmm. immediately. Like, she's dubbed, like, through the water and whatever. Like, her voice comes through clearly in this, like, kind of, like, high intense scene. I'm like, hey, what? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and... It's pitch black, right? I mean, yeah. the only thing that we have like some maybe some torches from the boat that he fell off of, and maybe the moonlight, and you can see clear as day underwater while she like goes <laughs> while she goes down and like cuts off the anchor that's bringing him down. She's able to go down there and cut off the anchor, and then you're right, then superhumanly, yeah, she makes a swim him all the way to some cove yeah. while they're pursuing, right? Aren't they pursuing her yeah. in like a little yeah, rowboat? They are. Yeah. yeah, but she's able to outpace them while carrying her father. Mm-hmm. To this little cave. Yeah. And then he he basically tells her to scalp me. Yeah, just scalp me. Shave, yeah. Actually, he just says, shave my head. Shave my head, yeah. And you're like, what? He's like, if, 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 just do what I, for once, do what I say, daughter. Yeah. You know? I don't even think he had an accent. He was just like, for once, do what I say. Yeah. So, yeah, when she scalps him, it's weird. 
Yeah, we don't see the scalping. We don't see the scalping. Um, in between that, they, we kind of get a brief introduction into William Shaw's character. Um, he's oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, it's right. kind of hard to remember because the film is so long. But yeah, there's like some kind of just hoity-toity reception, I guess, put on by the governor Ansley, who is like uh, maybe antagonist number two. Because you got to not only in pirate films, not only do you have other pirates chasing other pirates, you also have the law, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, you got the governor. I believe he was the governor of Jamaica. And this is the guy who's played mm-hmm. by Patrick Malahide or what have you. But just very distinct voice. And I was like, oh, where do I know this guy from? But anyways, um, and then you got to mention Mr. Trotter, who's like his little underling. Because throughout the whole film, it became like a kind of a running gag. Of like, Mr. Trotter. Like mm-hmm. he was just pushing him around and asking, getting him to do things. And It's kind of like in Police Academy with Harris and Proctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, good. Anyway, yeah. So basically, he's the... Uh, Harris, yeah, Harris is the the lieutenant, right? And then, then his like uh, becomes captain. Yeah, becomes captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Police Academy in such a long time. But <laughs> it's not important to this. Um, I remember they do the like the thing on his mouth when he's using the uh, megaphone, mm-hmm. and he's got the ring around his mouth. Yeah, I do recall that. Yeah. I remember Tackleberry. That was part four. I remember Tackleberry being like really militant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And High Tower. Yes. Yeah. Above Bubba Smith. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so you kind of see, you see a glimpse of uh, this guy named William Shaw, who is played by, uh, yeah, who they settled for, as we mentioned earlier. <laughs> and you, ba- I mean, not to get into the details, but he's basically swindling all the women. He's using his charm and charisma to swim, swindle all the, because um, this is kind of like a dog and pony show, like party, I guess. They all mm-hmm. get their wigs on and they're like 17th or 17th century, like, um, frocks or whatever and they're dancing and partying. Kind of remind me more French than It was very French. I agree. It was very, very French. Maybe I don't just, I just don't maybe know my history. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because throughout the film, like all the these guys who are, I guess, supposed to be the British Army, they, it just looked like Three Musketeers to me. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, was there very, was some of that. Yeah. yeah, it was very Three Musketeers because they had like, I don't know, it's just like, it's like they just took the, it's like, okay, what's, like, I mean, wasn't even was the Three Musketeers filmed around this time? Like the oh, wait, the the Disney live action? Yeah, one? the one with uh, Oliver Platt. Yeah, that was like Keeper. three. It's almost like they're like, hey, let's go into their wardrobe and like <laughs> throw it on these guys because it was like it's like it was not. It, it, I agree with you one hundred percent. It's funny that you mentioned that because they like, they looked more French than anything. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, it was like a French debutante ball or something. I don't know. And he's over there swindling. Basically, he's swindling all the way. Ladies. And they didn't have French accents either. No, so. no, no whatsoever. <laughs> And he's swindling, swindling all the ladies, and then they 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 catch him. Mister Trotter kind of finds him out and catches him, and they throw yeah. him, they throw him in jail. And now he's yeah he's going to be put up on the their block. Yeah, they really emphasize the slavery thing. Yeah, you know they don't they. I, I thought that was interesting that they don't actually just say he's a oh you're going to prison, and they don't even say oh you're going to be executed. They're immediately putting him into slavery. slavery. Yeah, like, I hope you enjoy being and, a slave. And they're going to sell him. Auction him off as a slave. Yeah, as yeah. a slave. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed like an odd choice, really. And I don't know if they were... I, Maybe Rennie really felt like the slave trade was a... I mean, I get that that was probably part. a real thing. Yeah. Uh, especially there. Yeah. But I don't know. The fact that he's white, uh-huh. I think maybe threw me off a bit too. Right. Um. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. Like, and I guess 
maybe it made more sense. That was like a, um, a, a device for where, uh, Morgan could buy him Mm -hmm. or, you know, that's, that's how she could come into. Yeah. And that, this whole scenario and maybe, and I don't want to go back and rewatch it. (laughs) (laughs) We will just be content with being wrong. (laughs) Um, I just, that whole, the, the, her coming to him part really kind of just had me kind of flabbergasted. So yeah, fast forward, you know, uh, the scalping turns out that the dad, top of the dad's head, is the other piece. Of okay, the, that whole thing was just weird, weird to me. Yeah, yeah. Because the top of the dad's head was the map. Was and so she oh, cut yeah. off his dad's. Head. She basically cut off his head, and now is walking around with his scalp. Yeah, she keeps like pulling it out. Yeah, left and, and right. And this scene is like really lame. She's like she's drunk and sad because she just has one piece of the thing, and this I guess writer guy is like, "Hey, look, buck up," you know. And she's like, she goes, and then about that yeah, and like then like the. She's on the boat of her dad, which is called the Morning Star. Star. Yeah, and so now the guy who was her, I guess his first mate's like, "Well, I need to be captain," and he has no accent. He's like, so he's just as flat as she is. He's like, "Black Harry is dead. I nominate myself. If anyone (laughs) doesn't want to nominate my, does anyone doesn't agree? I." Let's get moving because I'll be captain. I think his name was like uh, Scullery. It was like, I'm Captain Scullery. And then she kind of steps in. And she's like, I speak for Black Harry. I'm like, what's going on here? And she's yeah. just downstairs like drinking and like all drunk. And yeah, she suddenly sobered up. All of a sudden sobered up. She's like, no, look, we if you follow, if you follow me, she pulls out that skin or whatever. His like, yeah. man, I was like, I will promise you riches, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. It's like, I'm not opposed to women pirates like it was Anne bonnie you mm-hmm. know and there was um so many other women pirates that were very famous um bonnie reed i think um was another one um but i just she just doesn't clinton. huh hillary clinton <laughs> oh i'm sorry it's yeah. a different type of pirate <laughs> yeah she she just doesn't like her presence on-screen presence is not very I don't know. I just don't, I can't buy it. You know, no. I can't buy her as like the swashbuckling, like charging and leading a, a group of men. You know what? We were talking about Carrie Eloise earlier though. This uh-huh. makes me think though, what if Carrie Eloise was in this? And then all of a sudden said, I'm going to be part, uh, captain here. And they said, why are you? Because unlike the rest of you, <laughs> I can speak with a British accent. Nice. <laughs> nice. Robin Hood men in tights. Yeah, Robin I love Robin it. Tights there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be good. Yeah. Because unlike the rest of you, I speak with a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, that would be, yeah. Because she had, yeah, none of them had any. No. You know? No. But they are like, yeah, forget it. Scullery, you're the first man. We got this. And they're like, all right, we're, so how do we get into this map? She's like, well, it's in Latin. Whoa! <laughs> so none of the fifty men on the ship can uh, understand Latin. No, nope. no. But somehow we know this one guy who just got caught. Okay, yeah. How does that? They never even. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they actually you know he's in. You see him in jail, and there's one guy coming up to him like, "Hello, slave. I hope you. I hope you like being a slave because I'm going to bid for you today, slave." <laughs> <laughs> when she, when, but when they get there. And they they just they all dressed up too. They, yeah, they all dressed up so they could look like that they could afford to buy a slave. Yeah, and she walks up to him, and says, 
I hear that you can speak Latin. Yeah, yeah, word has Where? it. Yeah, word Where? has it. Word has it. <laughs> exactly. Word has it that you speak Latin. Right. Like you understand Latin. <laughs> and she's like, give me some Latin. And he's like, scribbity bibbity boo. I mean, he could have said anything, you know? And she's like, what does it mean? <coughs> I think you're very pretty and I want to wash your feet. And she's yeah. like, wash your mouth. I'm like, this is the whole, this is so bad. <laughs> this is so bad. Why is this bad? Because it's bad. But yeah, and I, I, that's what I just couldn't get to. Like, like, exactly. Like, how they, did she find out that he is a world-renowned Latin reader? And like, yeah. walked. She walked up to the to his cell and had his like little bio there. And he's like, hey, "So <laughs> you have experience with?" Excuse uh, me, jailkeeper. Any of these uh, cooking yeah. and some cleaning and you don't shed and you're good with children. Oh, and you speak Latin. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, jailkeep. Do you know any of these slaves that happen to know Latin? Yes. <laughs> Why? I'm actually, I'm reading here in our records that Mr. William Shaw, cell 13, <laughs> speaks excellent Latin. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, they, it, and then it's just like, it's just, it's bad. There. So they oh, outbid. So they out, they outbid to get him right, and like she has to like fight off this other. Well, guy. she also threatens the pe person he's with the, with against. the classic like stick the knife to the groin area. Yeah, because yeah. it's a woman, and that's yeah. the only that's way, the women only way they can do it. She's like right in the yep, man. Yep. Where, yeah, well, yep. yeah, she sticks the knife to the to the jewels, and he's like, "All right, I'm out of here," you know. Yeah, and she over she gets him, but I don't know, like. Then they all realize it's her, I guess, because she has some kind of, again, at the beginning, you have this, like, apparently she's that wanted outlaw, right? Because yeah. it, it was, like, a really bad. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, there was a wanted poster. It was a really bad people. scene. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> like, the two of the French guards, I mean, excuse me, British <laughs> yeah. guards, they see her, and they're like, and it's a picture of her and her pirate regalia. And they look. they look like terrible actors, because <laughs> all, they're, all they're supposed to do is sort of look at the poster. And look back and recognize, is this the same person? Yeah. But they look, they look like I have no idea what they're doing in this scene. <laughs> they're like, wait a minute. That might be Morgan Adams. I don't know what if we're wrong. Who cares? We'll ask questions later. We're going to do a bunch of explosions. It's going to be brilliant. If they done that, yeah. that would have actually made more sense. They think it would be brilliant. You think we should tell the governor? No, no. <laughs> Let's go and get her. Right. And so, yeah, then like this chase ensues, right? Oh, my goodness. This chase. There's and a lot of fighting and hand to hand. I can't even remember because it was so bad. But um, th at one point, her and he, Matthew Modine, we'll call him William Shaw, are now like commandeering a carriage. Like yeah. A, like and actually, this is the governor's carriage. Yeah. It's like a Wells Fargo, like, yeah. You know, like, which uh, I think, I think is really what prompts the governor to like really. Stagecoach, because it's a stagecoach. Yeah, yeah, but this is what like really makes the governor like, go after them later on, or mm -hmm. something like that. Because they stole his stagecoach. That's <laughs> the only thing I can figure yeah. out. Yeah. So, but they somehow they come together, and she's like, "Follow me," blah 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 blah. And I don't think they've ever introduced each other at this point, because he just like she just like, I mean, so I guess she didn't have to pay her forty pounds, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess he she 
stole him. Yeah. Right? Yeah, basically. I mean. And he's like running. Instead of running off. I don't off, think she had really had any plans. To yeah. And so there's like shooting muskets. Some people swashbuckling. Just melee ensues. Yeah. A lot of people jumping onto the Jumping on the, the carriage. carriage and, and he's and punching she's, her. And she's punching. He's yeah. Like, but she's doing all the work while he's just driving this Yeah. Coach. Right. Right. This is but very guys, like. We got to make sure she looks like. Yeah, the action this star. Is, this is a very so she's like quote, progressive film. Yeah, she's on she's on top of that stagecoach, yeah. fighting off two dudes, like sucker punching them and knocking them yeah. off. And he's all like, "Morgan, Morgan!" And at that point, I was like, "Did they even have the pleasantries? Did they even say like, hey, this is Morgan?'" She's like, "Hello, I'm Morgan Adams. I'm going to be buying you today." Yeah, you know, I don't think they ever did that. You know? I don't. I don't recall. Yeah, it just um, all kind of ensued, and I was like, oh, "Yeah." Man. Throughout all this. There are a lot of unexplained explosions. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, some people shooting look like rocket launchers or something. I'm not quite sure. That's what that's what you described them. Um, and then there's this one part where uh, the the carriage is going through this tunnel walkway area, and she has to jump. And through a window or a door that's above the archway. She just shatters right through. Yeah. Yeah. And then has to kind of make her way through these rooms, tables, people, all kinds of obstacles. But the carriage doesn't stop. She's like breaking through windows and doors like she's the juggernaut from X-Men. That's right. Yeah. And the carriage that's that's on the ground is not stopping. It's going the same full speed. Yeah. Horse speed. And as it happened, I said, speed. oh, gosh, I hope they're not going to do what I think they're going to do. Somehow she's supposed to she intercepts right at the exact mm-hmm. moment and she, lands in the seat. She comes up. She, yeah, she breaks out of the other side of this tunnel of rooms yeah. and like leaps through the glass, tumbles yeah. and like lands perfectly like in the seated position on the stagecoach. So while the the. So while the stagecoach was traveling down this tunnel, free of any kind of resistance, she was able to keep the same speed Doesn't as the stagecoach with all those people, doors and tables and chairs and bedrooms. And I don't know. Maybe wars. physics didn't exist yeah. in like 1668. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, what? And then, yeah. And then afterwards, it's like just, yeah, left and light explosions. Like, <laughs> yeah, but these are like full on pyrotechnics. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're like, what is this? I mean, is this like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I mean, again, I think Michael Bay, I just think, boom, blow everything up. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rennie Harlan, he did have other action movie experience. Like Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's what he just went big with. set, big budget, big yeah. blow everything up. I mean, I yeah. think this movie budget for like 90 mil. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So he did make that. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it did not. It was a budget of ninety two ninety eight mil, box office of ten. What? <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is amazing. That's, that's extraordinary. Yeah. So that was a really bad, <laughs> bad scene. It was bad. Just like, I mean, it was a, a thrilling chase, but it was kind of bad. Very yeah. bad. And you're right because you mentioned it to me. Like, like these explosions seem unnecessary. Yes, they yeah. are. They are. <laughs> I'm like, was there gunpowder just everywhere lying around in Port Royal, yes. Jamaica? <laughs> yes. Because this isn't the only time where some unexplained explosions no, occur. No, it's a reoccur. It's a reoccurring theme throughout yeah. the rest of the movie. I yeah. mean, I think I just saw like oceans like blow up. <laughs> <laughs> that sea turtle just spontaneously blew up the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw some sand blow up, 
But um, yeah. And then she gets back to like she at the end of that chase. Uh, she like catches up with her her boys that she was with. Yeah. While at the uh, trading block or the slavery auction. Right. And they've already changed, and they're like, you thought that they were behind her the whole time, and no, 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 they were. Yeah, there. I thought they were too. Yeah, yeah. no, they're, they're back. And they're like, hey, and then they have like an intimate, not an intimate moment. But they have like a moment of like, okay, I'm Morgan Adams, well, I'm William Shaw, I'm a doctor, blah blah blah, whatever, and I can speak Latin. And then they realize the whole time that it was just written backwards. Yeah, because she does the whole like knife to the yeah, the move. knife thing, and then they have to, to see the reflection. Yeah. And I got to give it to them that they're trying to do like the treachery, like double cross thing, because like you can't trust anybody in this time, which is I think is appropriate to this period. Because if you watch anything that's like piratey, like like Black Sails, if you ever watch Black Sails, yeah, um, they're all double crossing each other at left and right. You know, even in the Pirates of the Caribbean um, theme, they're all double crossing each other. Right. To, to, everyone's out for number one, right? So that's what they're doing in this little stagecoach. And she's like, "Well, if I can, if I if I tell you Latin, what are you going to give me?" And she's like, "Well," whooshing, and she does like the knife to the groin, and then you <laughs> see like the, the la- randomly see like the mirrored image on the knife, like yeah. on there, and like, "Oh, it's backward this whole time." Yeah, <laughs> it was a nicely polished. So blade. we, yeah, for sixteen sixty eight, yeah, <laughs> I know for a pirate who's been on a ship, you know, so just trying to. This just trying to dodge scurvy this whole time. By the way, she looked like she never had any problem with scurvy. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, just uh, skin white, <laughs> beautiful teeth. Yes, perfect hair. Yeah, even Shaw had some nice teeth. Yeah, he had some nice teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had like the he even had like the swashbuckling goatee going. Yeah, and a very um, Timothy Dalton and Flash Gordon, but like a blonde one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, more like um, Carrie Elway's in Princess Bride. But I mean, like, you know, like, we'll keep moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> not Jeff Bridges. Anyways, um, I, I got a little confused, though, with this revelation at first about, you know, the words on the map actually being backwards. And so you, she saw the reflection and she could read the words. And then I guess there was still Latin on the map because he okay. did have to read the read latin later on uh, okay because at that point i was like wait a minute you just told me that whole like rescue scene yeah because that's like, what we both yeah. said that we were like wait was why do we have to do all this if it was just backwards and they wouldn't even need this guy yeah um but yeah i i think that when they were especially when they get to the island i think it is latin because he's reading something well we can't get to the island First, before, I know we need other parts of the map. We got to go get the map to the other brother, who's played by uh, some guy who was supposed to be Oliver Wood. You know, um, Oliver Wood. Yeah. So the ca- the character Mordecai Fingers, her other uncle. Uh huh. He was originally supposed to be. It's originally was Oliver was Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oliver Reed was originally cast for this, and uh, he got kicked off the film because he was got drunk at a bar and like he was he was known for for yeah drinking. he was a very crazy guy so they kicked him off the film and but they literally replaced him with an actor who looks just like him yeah <laughs> well they knew somebody that they probably already had costumes already made up and yeah somebody yeah like, excuse me oliver reed yeah so um um uh so they go to this spittlewood island i don't i don't know yeah i don't remember the name of it and but yeah yeah and this was so like, what was the other uncle's name was it red something so there was harry black well, Morde- there was Black Mor- Harry. Adam. Yeah, Black Harry, Mordecai Fingers, Richard, who was off scene. We never saw him. That's the guy that Dog Brown murdered to get the his man. So are we at Mordecai Fingers? We're at Mordecai Fingers. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
for some reason, I kept thinking that he was, uh, he had a different name, but okay. Well, he was different. He was different in the Carrie Elway's way that he actually had a British accent of all the brothers mm-hmm. that were on screen. Um, and uh, he was very like, I don't know, she had to sneak in, right? Because, you know, anyone can notice, anyone can notice you, you know, Brown Dog and his team, Dog Brown could be, and his whole team could be here at any moment looking for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just thinking like, how did Brown dog know that she had one half of, I guess he just assumed that black Harry gave her the. Oh, it's yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah. Well, anyway, she goes to see the other, bro- the other brother. Right. And he's yeah. like, I don't have, he's like, she's like, I need to, get, I need to get your portion. Cause brown, brown, brown dog is going to come. And remember how she, remember how she had to sneak in. Cause she was wearing her normal pirate gear. Yeah. She saw some winch who yeah. just looked just like her, who you said is probably her body double. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, come here, honey. And then she's like, in the, she was like, basically like now in a winch outfit. Yeah. And I was like, but it didn't actually look any different. It but. was like the Clark Kent putting on a Superman <laughs> outfit. I was like, you're the same person. <laughs> no, you're the same person. You just took glasses off or you put glasses on. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm totally different. No, 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 no. You're Morgan Adams. So that's, yeah. that was one of her biggest faults. So I got to give it to her right there. She wasn't really using any kind of creativity. <laughs> uh, in that point. And here comes some really lame like stuff. Like, like one of his, bo- like one of more before she goes to see Mordecai Fingers, one of her bodyguards is like, "Hey," she's like, "Don't worry, honey," because she's supposed to be a winch, right? Like a maybe a lady of the night, I guess. And they're gonna, the only way they're going to let her in is because she has lady like she, of the night. Yeah, I mean, what else do you want to call her? Like, um, you know, yeah, um, brothel woman. I don't brothel. know. <laughs> so, uh, so they're like, she's like, and he's like, she says this to him, like. Don't worry, honey, before he lets her in, I'll take care of you later. You know? So like he's like, All right, you know, mm-hmm. got me something coming to me. And so she goes in and she like negotiates and like the course they're like at, he's apprehensive to see her and he's like, Oh, wait a minute, I know you, you're my niece, you know. And mm-hmm. and he actually put on a pretty good performance with this actor was who replaced him. I mean, he seemed pretty decent to the film. <coughs> um right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, compared to everybody else. Yeah. Compared to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, uh, all right, well, I'll help you if you just don't get in the brown dog's way. Brown dog shows up or dog brown. Dog brown. Dog brown. Get the names right, buddy. Whatever. <laughs> dog brown shows up and it's just like another like just melee. Is... Yeah. there's Yeah. It's very similar to this movie is kind of a sequence of like. Sword fight. One, yeah, yeah. One big action something <laughs> that all look kind of look the same. What was so funny is like everybody's like frozen, right? Because he's like now, now like. Dog Brown has come in, which I also thought was really funny because every time he walks, it sounds like he's wearing spurs. And like, <laughs> is he a cowboy? Because you know, in the, in the when you hear cowboys walk, you hear the chink, chink mm-hmm. with every footstep. I'm like, are we in a pirate film or are we in a cowboy <laughs> cowboy film? Like, what is is he wearing spurs? Like, I don't see anything. Yeah, it did. It had that sound. <laughs> what is going on? It's like I'm just, it was a sword. I feel I like know. they needed something to give him like some kind of eerie movement when he comes in or something like that. But yeah. like he comes in, he's like noose. I didn't expect you. I mean, I, it is so lame. I didn't even bother to like figure out the dialogue. It was just, it was horrible. And there's some gross eels. He's going to feed an eel to her face. Oh, now this eel thing yeah. was just out. It was just weird. But everybody's frozen in fear. Like, what is he going to do? But not our boy, uh, not our boy, uh, booger, the booger lookalike that there's like just a background character who looked to me like, um, 
Dudley Dawson. Oh, you're uh, <laughs> talking about the dude Curtis that walked Hall. up to, <laughs> to the tank. <laughs> so everybody in this whole room is like frozen stiff because they're like, what is this guy going to do to her? You know, because he's now at a standstill. He like he's basically got her like by the neck and he's like, yeah, got an eel to her face. Like, I'm going to let this eel kill you. Yeah, the eel thing. Yeah, it? I don't get it. Unless you do what I do, because, you know, whatever. And um, yeah, this one guy's like, I'm just going to walk over and give you a drink <laughs> from the keg. While everybody's like frozen in like fear. He's like. Well, if no one else is going to get a drink, it's my perfect opportunity. Yes. Obviously, the line is the shortest right now. <laughs> yeah. This is my chance. You're like, what is going on? And he just has to walk beside Sean. Sean's like, you want me just... And he has, like, a, I guess, gunpowder on his belt yeah, or something. Yeah, he's, he's like, got a hoard of gunpowder. Just going to unload that gunpowder, you know, yeah, and then, here, like... Here, here you go. If, if you're carrying a hoard of gunpowder, do not carry it upside down, where if you pull out that cork, it's going to leak just, out. It's just going to leak out all over the floor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so it leaks out all over the floor, which you would think of the size of that, it would have just all dumped right there. But no, it was it was coming out... A little hole. It's a little hole. Maybe. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it was coming out of... be able to control it. was coming out of the consistency where it just provided a trail. And then at that was t- at that point, Shaw was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. let's light up the let's light this place up." And guess what happens? <laughs> An explosion. It <laughs> gets blown up, and it causes a diversion. Yes, a division, and it, uh, I don't know. More melee ensues. Yeah, and she gets an opportunity to say like, uh, she goes back to that guy, and she's like, "I don't remember when I told you I'd take care of you later." Or something like that. And you're like, yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, she was god. able to pay that back. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god. And there's a lot of swinging from chandeliers, a lot of swashbuckling swords, a little bit of gun action. Yeah. Amongst all this melee, though, there is one guy with like a chain arm. His one arm is just a chain. Yeah. And he was able to wrap her around the neck because he spotted her and brought her down. And yeah. Got her. You know. Yeah. Cool. That was that may have actually been the first scene of unexplained fall survival in this movie too, because mm-hmm. she goes. Like yeah, and it's like a clear CGI like, by the background neck. as she's falling down. Yeah. And yeah, she just sort of lands with she takes no a lot injury. of injury. She does get shot in this scene, too. She takes a lot of falls now to think about it throughout this film. Yeah. And I'm not talking like just like you fall from like, you know, you're like you fall from where you're standing. But yeah. She goes like several floors uh, from like several floors from a crow's nest from a mountainside. Yes. Yeah. Or a cliffside. Yes. Um, and yeah, she does. She gets shot at this point, but she's mm-hmm. still able to kind of fight around. Yeah. And, and then, it's just like, what on earth is yeah, going on? And somewhere where all this is going on, Shaw comes across the other map, which is a, a part of a barrel. Just like a random barrel. Like, yeah. Where the eels yeah and I, I don't remember if it was just just there and he happened to recognize you know what? It, it was, was on or? the, I think it was on the uncle, the other uncle. And I think through the melee, um, I don't know if you saw this because I think you kind of rolled over. Fell asleep. Yeah, you rolled over. <laughs> you rolled over during this part, but like um, um, Brown dog, dog Brown was like uh, hit a knife to Mordecai fingers, and he's like, "You need to give me your part. You need to give me your part." And during the melee, somebody bumped into Dog Brown, and he like stabbed him. Oh, like, inadvert- it, it wasn't like he he wanted to stab him. He was just like had a knife to him, like give me your give me your whatever. Wow, and somebody that part. Yeah, somebody bumped into him and he inadvertently stabbed him, which became the death of Mordecai. And you're right. I think Shaw then like just army crawled over and grabbed it while he was also swashbuckling. And then he was like, oh, he's such such a good fencer, and it was like just really lame. She's like, why don't you just? He's like he's like fencing while she's like right behind him. He's like, why don't you just kill the guy? And he's like. 
oh, what a novel idea. And he like stabs, stabs. Him, stabs the guy. Yeah, like, I do remember that part. That was a really bad line. Yes. Really, really bad. Yeah, one of many. Horrible. One of many. Horrible line. <laughs> Another thing I think we need to mention too is um, – Kind of in between this, I think, as, actually after she had her first her first like blow up uh, on Port Royal when they s- rescued Shaw, after the melee, uh, Governor Ansley, you know, he wants to get his teeth in it. He hears about this. He hears about this like uh, treasure that she's she's trying to pursue, mm-hmm. and she recruits this guy who's like an author who was like on her on her boat. John Reed, yeah, John Reed, not Oliver. No. John Reed. John Reed. John Reed. Who's a, like a pirate, like chrono. I don't know. Chronicles pirate. He's writing a book on yeah, pi- yeah, piracy. Yeah, he's a novelist. So he just joins pirate ships just to be like an author, you know, to write about these pirate stories. Mm-hmm. And well, he cornered. She was on, and he was on her boat. Her boat yeah. at, at the beginning. Harry Reed's boat. Yeah. Mm. Or Harry Black's boat. The Morning Star. Black Harry Adams. Black Harry Adams. Yeah. His <laughs> names. They were. I was just telling, I was just saying earlier, like you just like put a kind of random name and like a color by it. And that's, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Like you're, I said Mike Gray, but you didn't like it. Mike Gray. Okay. Mike Red. Mike Red. Red Michaels. Red Michaels. Red Michaels. Red Michael. The feared Red Michael. That's what you are. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm Black Pat. Black Pat. <laughs> Very dark gray. Pat. So not very creative. Yeah. <laughs> very dark blue pet. <laughs> Duke blue pet. Hey, Port Royal, come check out the newest brewery in town, the Spitalfield Harbor. They're serving up some of the best pirate brews around. Check out such favorites as the Jolly Roger Rye, or the Sea Dog Brown Ale, or try the High Sea Stout, or the Spyglass Saison. But don't forget the flagship, the explosive black powder porter. It's to die for. That's right. So come check out the Spitalfield Harbor Brewery. So the governor gives uh, uh, John Reed, these, this author, like a really sweet like like choice. Like you can either like be hung or you can like yeah. infiltrate infiltrate uh, her and find out where this uh, riches is. And maybe I'll share some with you. I don't know. We'll think <laughs> about it. So he's like, well, I kind of like not being hung. So, okay. Yeah. And somehow he does catch back up with them, which is kind of weird. But yeah, so they are able to escape this melee, the second melee on Spittle, whatever island after the other brother's dead. And they were able to. But Spittlefield Harbor. Spittlefield Harbor. Excuse me. (laughs) Harbor. It's not in Boston. Well, she's from Boston, right? Isn't she from Massachusetts? Who? Gina Davis? I don't know. I thought uh, I just thought it was a uh, maybe. I thought it was appropriate. Um, and they even uh, you mm-hmm. you mentioned something interesting, right? Like uh, no, yeah, because there's not much interesting. Probably I did. So I there was know. like you said that there were some psalms on the first map or something like that. Yeah. And on the way out, she sees this random hand drawing with like numbers on it. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. I don't understand. Like, how was she that like made a this connection? Was that like a seer? Or I something? thought it was supposed to be like yeah, like a palm reader. Palm reader. Yeah. yeah. And uh, was I guess that was a thing in Spitalfield Harbor. I guess. Okay. And you're right. Here you go. Here's another like outlandish connection. So first, like we somehow know that this slave William Shaw understands Latin. Mm -hmm. And now you said you've made another connection of of yeah. He talks about continuity. He talks about how on the map it says it's referencing Psalm this number, Psalm that number, and then I said. Oh, I bet you those things are going to end up being like 
the numbers of coordinates or something. Yeah. And then she somehow sees his sign for a palm reader and is like, oh, there's numbers on this palm. <laughs> this the what? That must be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense. I don't They don't bother explaining how she's making connections in her brain. Yeah, I don't know, this get to it, that man. or whatever. I don't know. She went all like uh, a beautiful mind, right? Yeah, I guess so. Her, the, the numbers were in her head. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that meme of yeah. uh, what's her name with the numbers on top of her head. Uh, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, she's like, "This is the longitude," and of course, the next scene we see her like on the boat. They're back on the, they're back on the Morning Star. Mm-hmm. Wow, I think Homeboy is chasing her. Which one, boy? Dog Brown. Dog Brown. Okay. Dog Brown. Okay. That's what we're calling him? Okay. Dog Brown. Um, and his gang of awesome pirates. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's like drawing on her map the longitude. And, and like, okay, so it's got to be somewhere around here. You know? Yeah. And, but she doesn't have latitude, right? Well, I think she, uh, she did see... Changes in latitude. I think we're, I think we're, I think we're a little too far ahead though. Uh, so she did see Shaw find the other map. Remember, and then she actually collapses after they get back onto the ship because she got shot. Is that right? Somewhere, so somewhere this is another, I think this is another part where you blacked out because before that happened, she was like, she was like drinking and she was like pouring alcohol on her wound. Yeah. And she had herself, she kind of just like self wrapped her up and she was looking on the map with the longitude part. And then she comes back out like all changed and she's on top of the, she's on top of the like whatever. And then that's where she's like, all right, guys, we're going to got to go somewhere around here. And then faints and passes out. Then she's back down in her cabin. And this is where he's like, but I thought the latitude came from the second part of the map, which she had not seen yet. Yeah. She had not seen yet, but she knew the longitude but, part, but that doesn't, but you can't, but she couldn't have drawn a line I, right I, there I with where, just I, longitude. I see, it, I see where you're going. You're just on the meridian she, and you're not, and she was drawing on the meridian. <laughs> but just some random spot. This is another part of this movie was so bad. I mean, the continuity <laughs> just made no stinking sense. Okay, all right. I mean, as someone who works in, with maps, I, I kind of understand that you need both sides of the coordinates. Right. So, are you anyway. saying you think she? You, are, you, are you saying she? Th- there, she maybe this was explained and it made sense in the moment, but for some reason, I can't. remember. And then to the audience, I mean, we might have like just spaced out and missed it all together because the movie took so long. I feel yeah. like sometimes we just kind of blacked out in parts of the movie because it was a long film. Because what I'm saying is where where I feel like that, that he need, she needed this other part of the map. Um, wait, well, there's three parts of the map, right? Three parts of the map. And dog dog has got one of them. He eventually gets one of them. Dog right? the bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> you know he is. Let's dog. just say. Let's he's just say hunting, he's hunting. Okay. Around. Anyway, she eventually does pass out. She collapses from the bullet wound, and they're going to try to fix it. And because there was like a solid couple of scenes where she's just mocking around with a bullet in her, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. she finally succumbs and passes out. And he's like, "Hey, I'm a doctor." Yeah. And he does he, the Mr. Miyagi thing. He's like wow, warming his hands up. Yeah. And. Yeah, she's she's drinking rum for the pain. Oh, rum, you say? And 
there. They kind of have a weird flirtatious moment while he's digging a bullet out of her. Yeah. And she's like, I've been hard on you. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, now she's going to be all like nice and sweet and kind to him. And it's, yeah, it's weird. So, do you think confused? So, so you think she saw him grab the? uh... Yeah, I remember her. I was, I remember because she knew, because she asked him for it. Oh yeah, and he's like, I don't have it. Yeah, yeah. She asked him for it, and she's like, Where were you hiding? He's like, On my person. Yeah, (laughs) in my pocket. Yeah, (laughs) and it's like a huge like. Yeah, it's a piece of wood. Piece it's of a big wood. piece it's like of wood. Piece of driftwood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like, it wasn't like a folded piece of paper. I'm just going to tuck it away in my vest. He no can hide in his shoe. <laughs> no one's going to notice this. Yeah. Yeah, so then that's where they like... Ultimately, none of this matters because the movie's awful, but whatever. It's just, I don't know. Then it's like a... Then it's the quintessential like uh, nighttime storm. Yeah. Like you mentioned, like every film you see a ship, there's always a... Torrential downpour storm in the middle of the ocean. So it's like, got to throw that scene in here because it's a mm-hmm. high seas adventure. We also learned that the Morning Star is a poorly constructed a poorly ship. constructed ship that repairs itself. <laughs> yeah, because it was fixed later on. Wait, what? And did, is this also where she's like, looks at a book that says 1670? And we're like, wait, <laughs> isn't this supposed to be 1668? Is yeah. this the book about the future? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was like a few, maybe it was just a book on the future. Maybe it was like a, like a, prognostic well actually he sees it he sees the book and then he's looking at his part of the map and i don't remember what the phrase was on the map anyway the the first letters lined up were the same as the roman numeral year right Mm -hmm. oh i don't that was i don't really like the latitude but the ship is like going through like it's going through the stormy seas on their way to what you call it. And behind them uh, this whole time is Brown. Yeah. And the Reaper. And the Reaper. His That's ship. It, yeah, his ship. We haven't mentioned And he, that. it was kind of a weird scene too. Before, I guess, this gnarly storm, they see them like in front of them. And he's like, oh, she wants me to go through. They're trying to kind of, trying to ruin the bottom of the boat under the coral. Dead man's keys. Yeah. Something. Dead man's keys. I'm like, well, should we get her now? And he's like, nah. Yeah. We still got like an hour and a half of this movie. Let's go ahead and we'll just go around. Yeah. We'll intercept them there. A little bit later. I just like, at least it was like, it was like that dialogue shouldn't even happen. Yeah. They also didn't have a full map, so I'm not quite sure. They end up like at the island without a map anyway. But well, I think the third part just showed where the treasure was on the map. Okay. The first two gave you the island. Okay. Okay. Right? Sure. That's what we have to believe. Sure. There's a lot of suspension of disbelief in this film. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. Yeah. It's it's kind of exhausting just to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it is so bad. Great. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Uh, there's an attempted mutiny. Um, what do you mean attempted mutiny? Okay, they there see- is a mutiny. Successful mutiny. But, okay, there's a mutiny. Which is totally pirate. And it's in the middle of the storm, but instead of locking well, them you, away. Well, you forgot it. For, I don't care if okay, I forgot. You, you don't just forget. move along. Well, I'm just saying, like, she's, <laughs> she sees him, like, with, like, marking his, like, she finds okay. out that he has it. It's like, I knew you had it all the whole time. Let's That's put him, fine. Put him in the brig. Put it doesn't the brig. matter. And he's like, 
chained oh, that's him. That's right. She, okay, yeah. He, yeah, she's like, put him you, you wrote against me this whole time. She didn't chain him. He wrote, she wrote him. Wrote him, and he's got Yeah, because hand- that matters yeah, how she's got ropes, away. Like, he's got ropes. He's, he's doing, like, acrobatics. Yeah, he's, like, like swinging <laughs> around. He's doing, like, Simone Biles <laughs> stuff, you know, just trying to get his hands loose. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and during this whole time, like, the uh, scullery guy who originally was the first mate who wanted to be captain, he's like, you're off the boat. You know? Yeah, and he like kicks yeah. off like all her loyalists, which is like a good 10, 12 people on this longboat. And you make a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like in the most biggest torrential downpour on earth. Like, why give up one of your longboats? You know, like, why not put them in the brig? You know, yeah, worth him. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but so whatever. There's a, so whatever. There, was, there was a backstabbing by him, there was a backstabbing by the other guy. They're all in the boat. So now this is a really long scene. I felt like it took forever of them in this long boat. And he's like, he gets loose somehow. And he's like, wow, I think jumping off this ship. Jumps, yeah, just yeah. trying to get to this long boat yeah. that's been that they've just given to them. Yeah, they've rowed off and like a ser- like 25 feet away from the boat. And he's like, this is like a great idea to jump off the boat in this torrential storm. Yeah. And the ocean, like 20 foot, 25 feet waves. I feel like he just could have just hidden out on yeah. the ship that he was on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just been fine, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Morgan, Morgan. And like trying to chase after her. And she's like, she don't care. She's like, he was really like, I think really pushing like to get a relationship with her that yeah. she maybe he was trying to lock yeah he's trying to lock in what she yeah. wasn't down yeah yeah and then there's just a long scene of them in the boat going back and forth back and forth back yeah and the forth. boat the boats were crashing on some rocks mm. um and then they wake up and they come wake waters, up yeah and there's an island in front of them yeah and they immediately know it's cutthroat island yeah i don't they don't really should know this or they shouldn't know this i mean unless they're just mm-hmm. and whatever. from the view you can see there's no other ships around from this island mm-hmm but they make it to the island. They swim over to the island. Well, they're they're on they're on driftwood. This was a really funny scene because she's like wakes up and she's like naming all the people who actually like <laughs> who have names because there's like like four or five. <laughs> we kind of joked around. And she's like she's like Mister uh, I don't know Mister Bond Mister <laughs> Mister Blair Mister Hourglass. I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, what about? Uh, Glasspool. Glasspool, yeah, Mr. Glasspool. Uh, cat, crew number number five, <laughs> crew number six, <laughs> crew number number seven. <laughs> Did you guys all make it? <laughs> but yeah, they're just kind of drifting into water on the what's left of the. The uh, only people that I think actually survived, though, that uh, that crash boat were the ones with names. Yeah, yeah, because they, that's the only ones we see. And then I feel like they're on this island for like another. Yeah, the and island. I'm thinking, but I'm thinking, okay, we're on the island. We're gonna get to the treasure. This film has to be ending soon. <laughs> couldn't be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't be so fortunate. Uh, so yeah, and so there's just them kind of running around the island. You, we find out that um, Scullery has now given in to Brown Dog, Dog Brown. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he like comes in and relents. Uh, Scullery, this is the first mate who took over the Morning Star. Now has an alliance with Dog Brown, and then Dog Brown does this like kind of like creepy like, if you ever try to trade, you know, try to betray me like you did, Morgan, I'm coming for you. You know, it's kind of bad. Yeah, they. <sighs> so they do make it to the <laughs> island. <laughs> We don't see everybody's on the island now, right? I mean, except we don't actually see Shaw. And then we see like a campsite and we 
we get into what is Dog Brown's tent cabin. Know. It seemed like it seemed like they were to build a cabin. Uh, yeah, they chopped down trees and they did a hole. They gave him the yeah, because it seemed like penthouse. he was like in a wooden structure. Yeah, on this inhabited island. Yeah, and then somebody walks in and cuts off his part of the map yeah. off of the necklace around his neck. Kind of weird because it wasn't very subtle, and I feel like they should have woken up mm-hmm. during this whole thing. And then mm-hmm. suddenly, a spider walks up on him. That woke him up. Yeah, the spider woke him up. Yeah, I don't really understand why the spider woke him up, but not the person like, and it had to actually saw mm-hmm. all this thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. well, it turns out that's that's actually Shaw that did that. Um, so now Shaw has his port has mm-hmm. Dog Brown's D A W G. Yeah, D A W G Brown. DA to the WG Brown Brown. <laughs> so now they ha- he has his version of the map, I guess, and um, which gives them the location on the map or on the island. Right? Yeah, yeah. They meet up. He meets. He finally meets Morgan's back up. Like, with oh my Morgan. god, it's him! They find yeah, him. Yeah, hey, you're over. Yeah, they find him in quicksand. Actually, that's right. Yeah, yeah. there's this she, like they have to negotiate. Very long, boring rescue. scene. Very long, boring oh, scene. Oh gosh, it was so long. It was. It was like a bunch of like. It was like a bunch of like witty like banter and it, but not good witty banter. No, but it was supposed to be like witty banter between them two like hey are you gonna save me okay you don't save me this was actually mad. a scene this is actually a scene that maybe could have been better but you know that was very cringy it was very cringy with their their back and forth mm-hmm. of like and he's like sinking pretty rapidly yeah but they're supposed to have some you were supposed to feel like a chemistry between them that there is nothing. nothing. There's nothing there between them. Nothing, nothing there. whatsoever. The, the casting was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. What were we watching that, that we commented so much on the chemistry that you thought there was no chemistry? I don't know. That I didn't agree with you. Anyway. Anyway. Well, whatever. Oh, yeah. I, I Now that's going to kill me. But yes, there was some, there was no chemistry between these two. They were just, you would have thought she would let him sink and moved on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it just took forever and he's like, all right, I'll give you my map. And he's like, now have, I'm all yours. And she's like, yeah, all right. And then she just kind of does this like, okay, guys, <laughs> let him <laughs> out. It was very like, it was Joss 3D actually. Joss 3D. Yeah. Dennis Quaid. And- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on that. I was like, yeah, the, his girlfriend. Yeah. I just thought they were kind of. Not yeah, had a lot of chemistry, but, but yeah, but these two are yeah, yeah, it is flat. It's nothing, nothing <laughs> whatsoever. But then she's like, "Okay, guys, cut them loose or let them out." And then you mentioned that like one of their henchmen has like a rope on his shoulder, but they instead like grab it like a tree twig or something. Yeah, like what well, makes no sense. <laughs> and then uh, so they're just going through the woods. They find out that they're like, I don't know. They have to. Careen There's down. so many paces they've got to setting five paces they, from this. They run into the they only go as far as twenty paces. And they come to a cliff. A cliff. And he's like, well, maybe seventy five paces. Maybe the other fifty five paces is down below. And then they tie some ropes off and get two ropes going down. And then there's a cave. And they go spelunking and they find the treasure in the cave. Right. Yeah, I thought finding the treasure was actually a little, a little bit too easy. Yeah, I was expecting maybe some booby traps, a traps. Yeah, mm-hmm. some booby yeah. traps. Yeah, one I will like style. Willow style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not this time. Uh, and then protected by uh, those who never die. That was a bunch of skulls. Yeah, which is yeah, which is kind of dumb. bones. And we're talking like 
gold plates, gold treasure chest, treasure chest full of doubloons. Yeah. Just a ton of stuff. And yeah, this cave, this cave is on the face of this cliff. So mm-hmm. you couldn't really climb up it because it was too high. And to get down, you had to rope down. I'm not really sure how they even get got the treasure in there. I, mean, I feel like there, maybe they they did more exploring. There would be another opening. Maybe years before the tide was so high that they could just <laughs> it wouldn't been that high. I don't know. But maybe they wrote an epic wave in there one day. Oh, oh, like the one that ends up rescue them, rescuing them yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it was just like an epic wave that they were like, hey, "Okay, guys, let's just put this this buoyant treasure <laughs> on a wave, on a wash in." Yeah, but you know, you're right because even it was even further down the cave, like it was quite. Yeah. A, they had to kind of go down a couple of levels, and then yeah. it was like in the water of a cave, and there was like a lot of light in this cave too, to, like especially on the on the gold. I yeah, mean, it was just shimmering and shining. Yeah, so but they like, didn't have. They so, did make a torch, actually, didn't they? They did make a torch. They Remember, and you torch. you actually kind of groaned because she like found like a dead body, and then she's just, like, using her sword to kind of like flint it to fire. Yeah, and you kind of groaned. You're like, oh god, like <laughs> she can start a fire. Yeah, and it was just some some piece of clothing that was left there. Yeah, you know, no kerosene, is, nothing, yeah, nothing, no no real accelerant whatsoever. But uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, she had a sword to create sparks. It, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that that piece of wood was or a piece of cloth was probably pretty damp. Yeah, there was a lot of moisture that was already pretty sure you're right. But whatever, whatever. Um, We'll suspend disbelief on that one. And then they got to and she's like, he's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and start getting this stuff up here, like by tying it up. And I guess what was he going to do? Like have her like hoist it like. Um. Yeah, I think so. And the rest of her crew just disappeared, right? The other three. Yeah, there's only three dudes left. They they heard something. The guys they. They, they just, like just, walk 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 off. I I don't remember. Yeah, you're right. They just heard a noise like, "Hey, we think someone's here." Yeah, let's, let's leave. go. Just let, let's let's just leave. go. Let's just like leave them. They, but yeah. they didn't. Did they get? I guess they got captured, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they got captured, and then she goes back up. I don't know. Again, I kind of had like a Karate Kid three like flashback to this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she goes back up to I don't know like catch up with the guys or something she starts looking for people yeah she's like where's my crew members of the uh, the remaining crew members who i remember their names yeah um and then and then chain guy is there and he's like hey morgan yeah don't tie so lucky and then it shows up that and day. then shaw he's tied up one uh, like a box of treasure and he's gonna try to climb S- scene is so bad <laughs> so bad <laughs> so horrible yeah like he like yeah so he's like so Shaw's like climbing up with the treasure ch- wait he's on one rope the treasure yeah there's on two the ropes yeah yeah and so he's gonna climb up one, one. treasure chest mind, mind you of like maybe twenty five thirty down there yeah know? and he's gonna go up and then while he's on the rope she's up top she eventually gets shoved Ooh. or she jump she jumps so Brown Dog Brown shows up yeah and he stares down at William Shaw. And, and then they had dumb and dialogue. And he's all like, hey, guys, what's happening? Just hanging out here. Yeah. But this is like four million worth of four million pounds. Like, you know, you don't want to give this up. Come on, man. And he's like, he's like, well, uh, yeah, some baiters. Like, oh, that's the kid who we saw at uh, Jamaica. He's like, shoot him between the eyes. It's like, and he's like, no, you don't want to shoot. You don't want to shoot him. And then he's like, well, all right. He's like, all right. 
this is Shaw's like, all right, if you just let her go, I'll let you have the treasure. And he's like, all right, I'll let her go. And he like pushes her off. Yeah. Dog, Dog Brown pushes his knees off the cliff. He like cliffhanger catches her, you know, mm-hmm. with the one arm. Which Rennie Harlan also directed. Yeah, which he uh, and catches her with the one arm. And then it's perfect opportunity. Okay, cut the boat, let them die. Pull up the treasure, right? No, no, no. He's like, now bring them back up. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, bring them up. You know, like, why? You know, you literally just pushed her off. Now you want her back up. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I just <laughs> don't get the motivation of this horrible, horrible, horrible scene. And so now they're pulling them back up. It's not horrible yet. Yeah, and they're not, they're pulling them back up for some reason after he just literally pushed her off to try to kill her. And this is where they're negotiating. Like, yeah, he's like, you know what? I've been thinking we should be partners. And she's like, 60 40. He's like, 50 15. They're like, okay, I guess. I don't even know what they said. And then he's like, it doesn't matter. And he's like, well, you do, do you believe? And she's like, I believe. And they didn't, they literally didn't say that. I'm making this part up uh, about the believe part. But he's like, well, you know what we should do? I still believe. Yeah. He's like, he's like, we should just let it go. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean, let go? He's like, just let go. And we're talking probably a hundred foot cliff here, right? Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's below? Is it just deep blue ocean? Well, there's um, crashing waves onto rocks, craggy, scary looking rocks. Mm-hmm. And so, you think Doc Brown would just cut the rope or whatever? And if you, if anything, Doc Brown, this whole, from this point on has been doing nothing but trying to find this treasure. But at right. this point he's like, ah, oh, I got the treasure hanging here. Mm-hmm. Let's pull her back up for some bizarre reason. So they decided just like, okay, we have either imminent death with these guys or let's just let go. So they yeah. let go and you see this crazy CGI of them like disappearing into the oceans with look, look like their trajectory looked like they're going to hit the rocks. They did. They like, sheer split crack. Except then, like if you dropped if you dropped an egg, egg egg on that rock, you know it's going to happen. Yeah, but what happens? They are going to hit the rocks. They're going to hit the rocks. Except then, a wave comes at the exact in. moment. Yes, they have timed the wave to come in and grab them. Yep, and rescue them. Really, they use the power. What was going to happen they the is that they're going to go straight through the water and hit the rock, mm-hmm. or the wave's just going to. Crash the wave so strong. The other rock, they they Moana, they're gonna die. They Moana, they're gonna the be dead. Yeah, they use Moana power to get the water to grab them and pull them away from the rock. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. That was another one of those unbelievable fall moments that I don't get. Yeah, she yeah. survives another one, man. She's like that. She's like Tim from Jurassic Park, man, just avoiding death at every corner. Mm-hmm. Um. But they both survived it. And so he's about, yeah, because next time we see hit, we see all John Reed just chilling. And yeah. all of a sudden we see him just chilling, like sitting around. And we, he like looks to the side and there's a washed up Sebastian Shaw, or sorry, <laughs> William Shaw, not X-Men, excuse me. William Shaw. Yeah. Does he have any broken extremities? Nope. Correct. No. Nope. Anything? He's no. got some like. A couple of facial couple abrasions. Yeah. But other than that, man, he's. Yeah, he's good. And so, like, John's like, hey, man, get up. Uh, Morgan's been waiting for you. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, she got up and left. And he's like, well, well take me to her. Because, you know, you're right. He has this, this whole film, he has this, like, unrelenting attraction to Morgan yeah. uh, that she has none for him. Yeah. And um, no, no chemistry. 
No chemistry. No chemistry. Uh, <laughs> the, individually, they won't have chemistry like on the set. Like I'm just like they literally could have cast a, a wet rag. <clears throat> the wet rag would have been a better <laughs> performance uh, for either one of them. Um, that monkey could have played those roles better. Um, so then Reed takes William Shaw to like a beach and now there's like another alliance. You're like, what the heck? So now, so now you see Governor Ainsley sitting at a table having coffee with Brown Dog, who's a notorious pirate, by the way. Mm-hmm. Let's not go ahead and arrest him at all. You know what? You're not as bad as Morgan. You know, you nearly murdered everyone else around here. Let's just make an alliance with you and take the treasure. Oh, while we have the time, let's go ahead and just uh, grab William Shaw and keep him prisoner instead of like, okay, they clearly thought they were dead, right? Yeah. Why spend all this time to go seek him and then do this dog and pony show? Like, ha ha ha, we're now alliance together and you guys are just screwed. Why didn't they just like extract it, extract the gold, get on the ship, sail away, right? Why just take all this, like, wait for it to find them, see if they're alive, you know? I mean, to me, it's like, I mean, any pirate would be like, oh, they fell off a cliff. All right, let's keep moving. Let's pack up and ship up out of here. And I never uh, did see, actually see how they got the treasure out of the. No, we don't. We just see a beach cave. with a bunch of people and like some some boxes. It looks like they're storing the the gold in a bunch of crates and stuff yeah. and boxes and they're putting it on the ship. Putting it on the Reaper. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Governor Ansley got there. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, I imagine he had a ship that took him to the island. Um, but it's like, hey, 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 we double-crossed, double-crossed, and now we're having an alliance with Brown Dog, Dog Brown. And um, it's just, it just was dumb. And then at the time, I guess, when they're seeing that Shaw has been, now what they've captured Shaw, Morgan also wakes up out of nowhere, unscathed. Okay, she does have a couple of face lacerations. Yeah, lashes. again, she, yeah unscathed and uh, she sees the double cross and she's like, Oh God. And um, now I guess this is what really bothered me. It's like, there's two ships. Where's the third ship? Right. We have three parties, right? We have the morning star, which was originally Morgan's. And now it's a captain by scullery. We had the reaper scully scully. Excuse me. Then we have the reaper, which is captain by, Doug Brown, where's the third ship that Governor Hensley rolled upon? I don't did know. he ride the water that the he water? Surfed. Did he ride the water wave that that <laughs> saved he surfed in saved Morgan? <laughs> like he like surfed in, and then like that water wave was like, oh, well, I gotta save these guys from falling. It's sort of like uh, Escape from L.A. Sort of surfed in. Yeah, maybe uh, I don't surf know. Ninjas surf in. <laughs> Something. I just. But there's only two ships, right? And so now Morgan's like, I'm just gonna swim out to the to the ship, just single handedly like regain the captainship. Yeah. And I was just over it because at that point I was like, Why isn't the movie over? Yeah. Because we still had like 20 more minutes. Yeah. Well, uh, after this next break, I think we need to quickly bring this to a close. <laughs> I agree. Ahoy, mateys. Are you looking for some steady work on the high seas? Then come join the crew of the famed Morning Star. 
led by Captain Morgan Adams. She's sure to forget your name, but if you're tough enough, you can swim, and you make it to the end of the adventure. You're guaranteed a share of the riches beyond your imagination. So, come out and enjoy the crew of the Morning Star this fortnight. Yar. Alright, this movie culminates in an epic sea battle. Or a sea battle. Yeah, so we see the two ships come out, come together and I don't know, she infiltrates her old ship and is able to regain control. Which is being commandeered, which is being captained by Mr. Trotter while the other two, like, while Brown Dog and Governor Ansley are on the other ship. And they're supposed mm-hmm. to be riding behind her. And she's like, hey, get, get a little closer to the ship. And then Ainsley realizes, like, hey, why is Trotter gaining on us? And Brown Dog is, like, kind of suspicion. Because everybody just has, like, these, they're right. All their intuitions is, like, 100% right. He's like, let him roll up on us. I mean, I, I can't remember how she regained the ship. And uh, by the way, the uh, the back of the ship, the captain's, was yeah. re- repaired after it had been. Oh yeah, because water had crashed through it during the storm, the biggest storm before yeah. they got to the cut through the island. But yeah. now it's back intact. But now it's back intact. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Which is not going to be intact for a minute, though, right? So they roll. What? It's not going to be intact again in a minute, right? I mean, because like the epic sea battle, right? So oh, it looked like it survived. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's just an exhausting battle. It's not even fun to watch. It's just like when will it end? So basically, yeah. the two ships, the two ships just come you know parallel to each other. They roll out the it's the classic like people swinging from ropes and shooting rifles and yeah, they also cannons firing at each other. They, yeah, they also oddly go from their distances change. They yeah. look like they're will really far apart, and, and then, then they're suddenly right, right next to each, each other, other, and then like really close to each and other, and then they're really far apart again. Yeah, and it's just a big battle. Uh, I think uh, Shaw somehow gets loose again from the brig, and he's down in the hole, like trying to, I don't know, like secure the the treasure. Um, you made one point where like. Morgan did something, and then the crew's like, oh, let's fight even harder. And I don't even know what she did. <laughs> she did something that was like, I don't know, but she's out there like. It was sort of like one of those, oh, well, she is suddenly winning, and so let's. Let's keep fighting harder. Yeah. And um, this is where Black, uh, Brown Dog, Dog Brown, his, again, it's weird to me. Like, he should just like. Um, the governor guy burns up somehow in one of the big explosions because there's more explosions just yeah, out of nowhere. Explosions. explosions. I mean, I know they got cannons going, but this time it's like explosion, explosions. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just too much going on, and so then it comes down to Morgan, Dog Brown, and he's like just he's just hellbound on just taking her out. Then it is like to it is to recover, save his gold that he just went painstakingly went through to like retrieve, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought, and then at that point too, he mentioned somewhere prior he wanted to be governor of Jamaica, but no, he's just hell, hell bent, hell bent on killing Morgan. And he's like, Oh, you're, I got to give it to you. You're harder to kill than your, your father. And uh, blood is sticking in the water. And I don't know. It's just a lot of dribble and yeah. In, incoherent, boring, like supposed to be like this antagonist and a couple scenes of slow, slow mo scenes of him stepping down and, fire behind him and i guess it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like these epic scenes where you're like oh my god he's such an imposing figure and mm-hmm. i really honestly didn't like his performance i found him to be more of a 
he just went too hard with it, man. And it just, I didn't finding him menacing. I find him more boring and kind of, uh, just classic trope villain than anything. He wasn't, really? he wasn't unique and other than having a cool name. I, f- I feel like sometimes I liked him the most, <laughs> but you know, his competition was pretty weak, so yeah. I'm not really sure. Well, I, was, I said, I thought the only actor who took his role serious was the guy who played the governor because he, like, stuck with that pompous governor, like, yeah, like, uh, character really, really well. Um, he also wasn't in it a ton. So yeah, it was, really, that's probably why, it's probably why he, uh, uh, came off so well. Um, and the guy who played Mordecai, I thought he probably did a good job because he was only in the scene. He was only in like five five minutes the whole thing. See, so yeah, at the end, like, uh, you know, that's what it was. She blew a hole in the hole in the hole of the boat, so it started to sink. And you're like, "Oh, Morgan succeeded! Yeah. Oh, let's keep fighting! Ching, 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 ching! Sword fight, sword fight! Shoot, yeah. shoot, shoot! A lot of sword fighting. Yeah, a lot of clang, clang, clanging. And then we hear the boots coming down the stairs. Chink, 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 chink. Because it's what. He's got spurs, right? Right. He's got, yeah, because his he's, horse. He's got uh, <laughs> his horse that he rides on the sea, mm-hmm. um, or clink, 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 I should say. Um, and then, uh, what does she do? Oh, he has her corner, right? Because she's he's like got a sword to her, and he's like, oh, "Are you gonna fight me with that stick?" She got like a, like a stick with some fire on it because there's fire going around. Yeah, yeah, because there's uh yeah. Well, unbeknownst to him, there's a cannon right there under some drape under some drapery that which apparently was loaded, and she was able to like light, light that cannon and just basically blow him out. Yeah. And she said, "What did she say?" I have no idea. <laughs> I don't remember. She said, "Bad dog." Oh my gosh! How did I forget? <laughs> How could it? you forget that? I know. She's like, "Bad dog." <laughs> And then the cannon blows him through his own. That's right. The, and you see him going like through like like going through walls like poof, 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 and then out the back of the boat. Yeah. Into the water. And then uh, they quickly. You know what's funny? He's trapped under the treasure. She's able to lever- somehow while she's floating in the water, able to leverage him. Use a uh, stick. Wooden Shaw. Stick. We're talking about Shaw. It's yeah. Under yeah. Water, Shaw's yeah. stuck under there. She's able to use a wooden stick to get him out from under there. They, she saves him. She ties a marker to the thing, and then they jump. As you off. said, a, the jaws, the jaws marker, jaws yeah. marker, uh, barrel, whatever you want to call it. They jump off all while the whole audience, just like an audience on the other boat, just watching them. Yes, this is the part that's that I think the funniest yeah. to me is that they're just all standing there at the edge of the the, the other boat, just sort of watching. Yeah, and they can't. They don't know what's happening. Right, they can't see like what's going on below or anything. Like Not that. doing. You're staring. Yeah, yeah. And then they see them jump. They're like, jump, jump. And then so they jump off the boat. Boat now epically explodes from all <laughs> corners of the ship. It just obliterates. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah. just shatters every. I mean, there's no remnants of this boat of the Reaper. And they're floating, and he's like, "Oh well, it's good to be poor again," because I guess the you know the course the treasure went with the boat. And I'm thinking this treasure is in tonnage, mm-hmm. tonnage, as far as the sheer weight of this treasure. It was um, a lot. And she's like, "No, we're still rich." And he's like, "Wait, what do you mean?" And I tied a marker to it, one barrel, <laughs> one barrel is floating up, floats to the top, floats to the top. 
I guess either the rope was long enough. Yeah, I'm going to believe that it was just a very long rope. And so it just had enough slack. I had enough slack to get to the top because, Mm -hmm. yeah, if it wasn't long enough, that barrel wasn't wasn't coming up. (laughs) And she's like, oh, it's on the other side of it. And then so then what we don't see is all the underwater (laughs) operations they had to do to retrieve all this that could be thousands of leagues under the sea. Um, and next thing you know, all the gold and all that's like on the boat. And she's like, well, we can all retire or go to Madagascar. Keep being pirates. And they're all like, Mjarg. Well, they all kind of, well, at first, first, one guy's like, I want to be a farmer. And they're yeah. like, <laughs> but I'm thinking, you know, she thinks it's crazy that why, why would you want to give up this life? And I'm thinking, why would you want to keep living like this? Yeah. You, she tells them, we're all going to split this money, this gold, and you're all rich be now. rich man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, I would be thinking, I'm pretty sure there's... Are you saying I can settle down? Mm-hmm. I cannot have to live this kind of life. They're soldiers of fortune, and they've, made, they've gotten their fortune. It's yeah. time to no longer be a soldier, right? Yeah, I guess so. But not for her. She's like, hey, guys. You know how bad of a captain I am? I'm asking you to be... uh, It's like she guilted them all into staying. You know how bad of a captain I am? I'm asking you to be with me again. Yeah. You you think I'm bad this time. All you guys with names, you're going to lose your lives too. (laughs) (laughs) Because remember all the guys who didn't have names? Maybe the ones that didn't have names, they're thinking, She's going to learn her names now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all dead. Oh, that's right. They didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just really. And Trotter another, is now part of the crew. Another, so. Yeah, Trotter's now a pirate. He, like, kind of turned and said, like, it's no fun to be in the army, um, the French army or whatever army they, he was a part of. And yeah, didn't want to work for the man and anymore. And then they, like, and then the awkward, nasty, you know, like, unbelievable kiss between them two happened. And you're like, okay, then we roll We're credits. talking about Shaw, Shaw and, and uh, and Morgan. Yeah, Sean Trotter. Morgan. And then the credits roll, and then there's just the the, the sigh of relief, the movie. Yes. <laughs> it was horrible. But you know, I always wondered, it's like, when they do get these fortune, like when they get this treasure, like how much of that treasure is like, and this is just a just thought, I mean, a lot of times you see movies and you're like, oh, there's treasure. Like how much of that treasure, even like in things like, you know, like, um, in the Goonies, uh-huh. like how much of that is fungible to like real, like real wealth, right? Well, so like I, one guy's like, "Hey, I got this gold plate," and they're like, "Okay, well, uh, you know, well, oh, I have these gold blooms and what currency? Well, okay, uh, you know, and just yeah, well, how does that translate to be, them becoming super wealthy?" I would say, if you're using the Goonies example, that's a legit question. Yeah. I've always found that to be kind of like, how do they ridiculous translate? Because yeah, especially like when they're. She, when they empty the bag, the marble bag, and it's like all these jewels. Yeah. Like, oh, we have enough money to send the good yeah, like, How do we like, know that? You yeah. don't know that. Did, did you have like antique roadshow guys yeah, on the who, side? And like, who are you well, taking yeah, this to? Are, yeah. you know? Those look like at least a half a million a piece. Yeah, yeah. You take, you're going to go to the bank that owns yeah. all this property. And like, all right. There these, you go. I had these rare gems that <laughs> they're going to be like, all right, that are, uh, do you want a safe deposit box for these? <laughs> <or something? laughs> yeah. Like these don't appear, are they marketable? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe back in 1668. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Back then when gold was gold! the, the primary backer of all yeah. currency, whatever, yeah. it makes more sense. Yeah. So I, I guess they that. would like, Hey, I got this gold like plate. Cause a lot of it looked like plates and yeah, uh, it was just people's table wear yeah, table sets. Yeah. <laughs> And some gold crosses, yeah. you know. So I wonder how they would divvy that up, you know. And then 
how do you become rich? Like say you did retire and you got your like set of gold crosses, a couple gold doubloons. I guess it's just like wherever you go, you just kind of like, Hey, I want to buy this land. Well, what do you got for me? I got this gold doubloon and this piece of eight. I'm like, okay. Are you saying Sounds that good. this idea or the, the age old story of uh, pirates treasure really isn't as worthwhile or worth as much as we might think? Well, I just don't know how they, uh, I think a lot of things, the original pirates pillaged and plundered, but they took what was, I guess, currency at the time and they just divvied it up, you know, and then they go blow it and then they go back to pirating again. Uh, but I just don't like, a lot of times when I see these treasures on film though, I mean, some of them are gold, like coins. You're like, okay, that's legit. Like looks like it might be some type of currency in some markets. Mm. But a lot of times you just see like crosses and like you said, like these rubies and, yeah pearls and plates and placards and you're like barkeep another round for my for my fellows well how are you gonna pay for it i have this gold placard <laughs> that i stole from the land of tortuga you know and you're just like um no sir we accept uh <laughs> you know we only accept jamaican this know. is uh william shaw employee of the year <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this gold placard i received uh from cutthroat island um well we prefer pounds if you have any yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> i'm not so sure you're gonna get far with that yeah gold mug yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i have this great yeah i have this gold chalice I or have. he says all right, what if you just feel the gold mug? <laughs> <laughs> just give me some grog. Especially the one, apparently. apparently do you discount for me bringing my own glass? <laughs> could you see the barkeep saying, well, I do have this nice uh, vintage, um, I don't know, grog from Spitalfield Harbor. It's very popular, you see. <laughs> people are waiting all, People are waiting in line. <laughs> they get this brew. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Spitalfield Harbor brew. It's one of a kind. Yeah, you risk right. your life. You risk your life for it. Oh, oh gosh, that scene though. You're walking up. He's like, "Wow, <laughs> look at this." It was so this funny because everyone is like frozen in fear, but this one guy's like, "This is pretty amazing." <laughs> like looking around, like it's almost like when like. Like one of the movies where like somebody froze time, you know, and one person just like walking around with everybody yeah. frozen. He's like, oh, now's my chance. <laughs> Walk up to the keg and pour myself oh, a brew. Yes. I've, been, I've been hearing all about this Spitalfield Harbor brew. <laughs> Can I get some right now before uh, Dog Brown sees me? I couldn't even think of his name for a second. But yeah, the film, I can see why it's a flop. The... Uh, it was hard to believe that she was even a pirate princess captain or whatever yeah. they tried to make her out to be. Her chemistry with almost everyone on the film was yeah. non-existent. Not even in a, not even in like, I get it, like the, the relationship side for him. They, they just had no romantic chemistry whatsoever. But even her as like the leader of this band of mm -mm. pirates was just like unbelievable. You couldn't, you couldn't pick it up. At times, I think some actors and characters were like, what am I doing here? Especially her. Um I think Franklin Gallo felt that way. Yeah, I think there were a lot yeah. of times he was. There like, was times where he like was. Why in, am I in? This? Yeah, there's times where he like was in it. You know, he is kind of going in, and there's other times I feel like he pushed too far, and other times he's just like, "What am I?" Doing? Well, sometimes I felt like he was he was sort of overacting simply for the sake of like maybe. Oh, if I'm here, well, this, I'm film is, just gonna, this film is this film is it's gonna just, be crap anyway. It's like, so. is this a comedy or an action yeah. film? You know, so I'm just yeah. gonna 
play that line and I don't know. Or man. somebody, you know, he was cast for it. Somebody was like, uh, oh, man. But, you know, we saw you play Skeletor. We would like something like this. Yeah. Pos- that was Skeletor. I felt like that was even better. Positives. Um, the locations. Malta was beautiful. Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. The scenery was cool. The ocean, yeah. Um, the ships seemed believable. I mean, for at the time. Um I don't know the you're more of the fight choreography. What do you think about that? I mean, it just it seemed like kind of just one big melee. It never seemed to be Yeah. I and Gina Davis doesn't come across as a very believable Oh, she was doing some acrobatic feats that yeah, you're just like Yeah. You you mentioned earlier that you thought maybe like Van Dam took some some material from this. Yeah, yeah, and the from the on the quest there it looked like there's some similarities there. Yeah. Um, it's just the movie, yeah, it just it didn't go well. And I don't think it went well for a lot of people involved in the film. Um I think Renland uh Rennie didn't really recover. Um he was kind of relegated to some lesser known movies afterwards. Deep Blue Sea. Until much later, until maybe he did Deep Blue Sea. But at that time I don't think Deep Blue Sea was like a blockbuster hit. It wasn't like marketed as like uh but that was a good one. I would say he was able to get come back with that one. Um Gina Davis. I mean, what did she do after this? Well, as we mentioned Along Kiss Goodnight, and I hear really good things about Along Kiss Goodnight, which yeah. came out after this. Never saw it. So. Um, and I feel like we, we do need to probably watch it at some point. Okay. Um, even if it's not for this, but just for mm-hmm. just for fun. And then Matthew Modine, I, I would never say he was like a top build actor in the first place. Um, but I, I'm not like a I'm not a follower of his films other than I know he shows up in I know he's in like Stranger Things. And uh, I mean, he was in Bye Bye Love, which I, I came out the same year, which I really liked that movie. But yeah. it was more of the ensemble cast. Yeah. Matthew film. Bodine is one that I think like I know who he is. And when he showed up in Stranger Things, it was a big deal because they're like, oh, wow, Matthew Bodine. Yeah. And then I'm, when I stopped to think about why, what else was Matthew Bodine in that I have actually really seen? Yeah. I mean, I like him. I like him. I in, remember him in Gross Anatomy. But, but that came out in like 1989. I remember him in Married to the Mob. And actually, like, oh, and also Full yeah. Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Oh, Full Metal Jacket, yeah, yeah, Joker. But yeah, I liked him in Married to the Mob. His character was really endearing and funny. And I found like he was playing the same character, though, uh, in this film. Kind of, because uh, even though he was supposed to be this suave, debonair, like thief kind of guy, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times he became, he came off. Sorry, Matthew, but came off weak and nerdy, you know, just kind of, uh, I don't know, weak and I don't know. He just, he didn't live up to the character. You know, he was no suave debonair. Wait, what movie are we talking about? I'm talking about Cutthroat Island. Oh, his, Cutthroat his Island. character, William Shaw. I just don't oh. think he, like the character was supposed to be suave, debonair, like women were fainting when, yeah, when yeah, he yeah, was yeah, leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think he really kind of, he kind of played it more of a, I don't know nerdy whiny chasey chasey no he's chasing her around the whole time and that's a, that's not even a word i just made it up i coined the phrase okay you know what coin i use i use one of those rubies i got from the treasure <laughs> anyways um not a recommendation mm-hmm. um i can see why it was a really bad movie and again it, it does it, it it lives up to the uh the bust that it is. So I kind of hey. went into this movie, you know, knowing its reputation. 
Uh, Yeah, trying to keep it an open mind, yeah. Yeah, and I honestly kind of thought that, you maybe, know, maybe this is enter- just not going to be as bad as I thought that yeah. maybe, you know, um, I've listened too much to his reputation and maybe it's just going to, it'll surprise me. I felt the yeah, same Yeah, maybe even yeah. one of those, oh, well, yeah, it's bad, but there's some fun to it. No. There's not a lot of I don't, fun. There was even the, 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 the battle scenes, the action sequences are not fun. Yeah, you're not even rooting for the characters. No, like you're I not. Find, I find myself... I I, I thought that Gina Davis's character was very annoying. Annoying. She was. She was yeah. annoying. And she had no faults. She had no faults. Yeah, like she was invincible. She got shot. She survived like 300, 300 yeah. falls. And everything she did was right. I yeah. Mean, and never, I, but, but I never felt like there's the, no character arc. There was no like, hey, I've had a moment. I never felt like she was a good leader. I never felt like she, she was killed all the she, time. That uh, she made good decisions. I felt like that she was. Um, I don't know. She didn't seem like again. She didn't like more of like the the actors. I didn't think she had any chemistry with anyone on screen. Period. Yeah, she was nothing there. She, I guess, I guess the only chemistry was with the person off screen, which was the director. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Well, it's enough. I guess. And now they they got divorced after this. So yeah, she's on her fourth husband, I think. Now she's uh stayed busy. (laughs) <laughs> and the uh, marital affairs um but yeah i agree with you i thought i was kind of seeing the same thing i was like well i've never seen this film and i was trying to think to myself like is it like are we like conditioned to just go ahead and think it's a bad film because we already know it was a bad like everyone says it's a bad film but i think this movie does more than enough to convince you otherwise it's not it's it is a bad film yeah it is not a it's not wet it's not written well it's not cast well i think like if i think had a good idea. Mm-hmm. Had a good idea. It's just it wasn't it wasn't done really well. So, yeah. And it bank it crushed Caracol Pictures. Put them under. They filed for bankruptcy. Couldn't couldn't recover from this film. Yeah. I mean, it was it wasn't for this. It probably would have been sometimes anyway. But close the doors. Close the books. Yeah. Say goodbye. Yeah. Well, maybe we should do that on this episode. Say goodbye. Yeah. Put a kibosh. Close. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's the uh, that's our um, movie chat on '95's uh, Cutthroat Island, starring Jim Davis, Matthew McConaughey, Frank Langella. Um, but this has been another movie chat with Mike and Pat. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next round. Yep. See ya.